it's fantastic that you have followed in thy footsteps to uh, to get into the yeah. socket because this is like your third show with socks. That's right. Yes, I I love my socks. They always tell good stories. I got to wear my socks upside down so you can see. <laughs> yeah. You can see my airplanes, you know, inverted. So take a look. These are my airplane socks, and uh, they tell a story of a part of my life where I. Uh, I used to enjoy uh, airplanes. And you built one. I did. I did build it. And I still have it. And I'm still building on it. That's right. I think it's a project that goes on forever. Now, what is symbolic of your socks? Uh, Beside the bottom of your feet. I think these, at least for me, they're German Shepherds. Can you, can you yeah, yeah, do the cross? Yeah. And uh, shout out to Bear, which is Morgan's dog back home in Minnesota. And... Santana, my grandpa's dog uh, that he used to have that was also a German Shepherd, the big boys. And where is Santana today? Not around. He's up in the, the green pasture above waiting for us. That's right. Okay. Um, hi, everybody. We are here for another episode of Father Knows Something. And I appreciate that I now see that people are writing and they're corresponding with questions and Thoughts and I, uh, I spent last night till two thirty or three in the morning. I actually wrote back to some of you, and it just touches me that um, that you're enjoying the show. And so we're here for you. And Justin has gone through and selected some stories, and he's going to read them to me, and then we're going to see if we can come with some great direction to uh, to help you. This week we're diving in to tough conversations. Um, of all shapes and sizes. And so uh, these people are basically looking for how do I approach this tough conversation? And what do I say? What do I do if they react in a, in a negative way? So just all so tough it, conversations. So it's really just kind of starting with how do I open the door and just let it start coming out? How do I initiate this thing? We, we are all recognizing that we have to have conversations but now we have to have the ABCs on what we're really going to do and dive into it. Yep. Well, let's see how we do. Let's do it. First one. I'm ready. First one. Dear Jerry, hi, I'm Jay and I'm 17 years old. I come from a highly conservative and old-fashioned family. My father is a pastor and my whole family is always active in church. And here's the thing. I'm a closeted bisexual and they're homophobic. I know that the best thing to do is communicate openly and have a healthy conversation, but I don't know how. I am terrified, horribly. I've always been the daughter who makes her parents proud, class president since elementary, straight-A student who tops the honor roll, set to take a pre-medical course, not saying these to brag, but to give you a picture of how it's like for me because all these things are incredibly pressuring and it's how it always has been. Me making my strict parents proud because I wouldn't want to face the consequences. I am terrified of what they would say and do if I come out. 
the only other non-binary member of our family has always been slandered with horrible slurs behind his back, and I fear being treated the same. I fear being seen as a shame and a disappointment just because of sexual orientation. It's not a phase, it's not a trend, and I'm pretty sure I'm not possessed by evil. What do I do? What do I say? And that's the end. There's no doubt that you have the, the clear thought of what you have to do. How to initiate this straight on. Walk into the room when they're watching TV, I would say one evening and say, guys, I have to talk to you. Something's really bothering me. And there's no easy way of saying this, but I want you to know that I'm bisexual. Hitting it straight on is the best way to do this. I think if you are able to just get through that first shock and see that their response is all going to be determined on how you're holding yourself. I, I, I'm fully believing that if you keep your, your walls down as you talk about this, there's obviously going to be some, I would say, I, I hate to say disappointment because your parents you know, have their, this image of, of who or what you are, which is obviously not really who or what you are because you, you don't judge people from their sexual orientation. And I think that they have to get out of their own way to go, and, and this will do it, to really realize it hit them home in their, own, in their own living room. But if you're a person that says, I'm not happy without being open with you, then what else can they say? I, I don't know what they could say. They can bury their hands and be, be narrow-minded, but, I, but eventually I do believe they would come out. But you got to do exactly what you, you know. You got to stick to your guns, have the conversation. You hit it broad, straight on. Yeah, and I think that's probably pretty useful in terms of just like getting the hard part out of the way right away. Yeah. Just hit it. Don't beat around it. Don't build all up to it. Just get it out of the way. It's like a Band-Aid. Yeah. Rip it off. Rip that sucker off. <laughs> Absolutely. When I can and, see how it'd be like very scary. It may be terrifying. I, I, I can't imagine it not to be anything but terrifying. But, you know, I think that once you approach it being brave and hit, hitting it straight on, they're going to be numb and in shock if they have no idea already. I, I, I just find it hard to fathom that a parent doesn't realize something's going on with their kids, unless they are so clueless. I mean, we, as parents, we, we know what our kids are frustrated or upset about something. And obviously your parents, because of their being homophobic, they, they're trying to bury their heads in the sand. I mean, I know many cases that people were of the devout Christian faith and, you know, you're going to go to hell and you're going to do this. And it, I mean, I've heard all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, everyone loves everybody and they, they, they get past it and they, they realize however we got here, that we're here. Yeah. And, they, and they accept the fact that they have, you know, their, their lover is of the same sex and they, they get over it. And so what would you say if going into this being kind of very scared, you don't know what the outcome is going to be? Let's say that they can't get past the faith and they just I aren't think, with it. They're not about it. I think she has to just be patient and 
give them enough line that they can get out there but still get their way back. Because obviously, you're not going to change your mind. You're not going to wake up and say, oh, yeah, you're right, mom, dad. You know, you're right, I'm not gay. Right. You know. Right. I was just kidding, you know. And then all of a sudden, you're going to go walk out with all that guilt. You're going to, you're going to stand tall, and you're going to say, this is who I am. I know you might have a tough time with this, but this is what it is. And I'm here. I'm not running away from you. I'm not going to shut you down. I know you're having a difficult time with acceptance. This is not what you thought when when mom came home and said, Dad, I'm pregnant, you know, honey, I'm pregnant. This isn't what you thought when, when you saw me as a child or, or in the baby crib. But this is who I am today. I have no idea what tomorrow will bring me and who's going to be in my life tomorrow. And I don't know. I just let you know that I have fallen in love with women and I have fallen in love with men or I have been attracted to women. I've been attracted to men. And until something else solidifies something more important, this is where I am at today and I want you to be aware of it because I'm not going to live in a shadow. I'm not going to live without being open with you and honest with you because the last thing in the world I will ever do to you is lie to you. And and it's more important you know I am not going to lie to you about who I am and what I am. I think that is a, a very direct approach, and I hope that these um, ring in you, and I'm sure you'll come up with your own words that might make it more polished. But rather than, and I'll say this, one more thought, rather than trying to role play the, the, the script anymore and getting caught up for the next four weeks on what the script is, don't do that. Walk in and trust me, the script will pour out of your mouth. As soon as you say, I can't live a lie, you never, you t- you, you've raised me never to lie. And the truth is this, I love you and I, I hope you can get through this. I, I'll, I'll make it as easy for you to get through this as I can. But this is a fact that is real and it's not changing. If you have questions that I can answer, I'll, I'll be open and candid with you. I got nothing to hide from you. You are my parents. I love you. And I need you. And I need you more now than ever. Yeah, they might be assholes in the beginning because they're hurt and they just don't know how to deal with it. But let them percolate. Let them, let them, let them get a grip on it. And, you know, even if you have to say, guys, if you can't answer me or you can't deal with it yet, please take time and think about it before you say anything that's going to be hateful or something out of irresponsibility, I want you to take the time to get your thoughts together. You know, give them this gift of at least not having to react yet to be able to to, to process it. I think that's yeah. a I think that's really a fair, um, you know, uh, play here. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think just the sheer weight that'll be off your shoulders, even just doing it and just saying it getting it over with, it's there, it's unchanging, mm-hmm. and deal with the reaction when the reaction comes. I mean, we can't predict what's going to happen, but I think the overwhelming answer here would be to say, just do it. Yeah. There might be cases where this kind of draws a, a big line and creates a huge divide. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was certainly a lot of of history where you know, religious differences would cause families to, you know, disassociate themselves. 
and or race would cause them to disassociate themselves. Yeah, I mean, there's, again, there's also stories of um, gay teenagers and kids basically being cast out by ultra-religious families Mm -hmm. to the point where they're basically homeless and they don't really have anything. And so being that as the worst case possible, I think here, um, I think it's important to note that there is a large just problem with this in general out there. And I think, um, I mean, there's a stat up to 1.6 million young people experience homelessness in the U.S. every year. 40% of them identify as LGBTQ. So, you know, we hope that this goes really well Mm -hmm. and maybe not everyone has a happy ending. And for those who don't, I mean, there's resources and we can post those in the description. If your parents would disown you and not accept you, the happy ending is there are people out there that love, that, that part of your community or family, friends or other that love you and they, they will embrace you. You're not, going, you're not going to go without love in your life. You will have love. And if your parents are too narrow-minded to, to jump in on this, then it wasn't a good fit for you anyways because you can't live, you, can't, you had no option. You can't live within the lie mm-hmm. because they taught you not to lie. You don't need to lie. You may have to put, walk away from them if that's what they want, that's their choice. But you'll have love. Uh, yeah, chosen family versus given. I have a lot of love in my life, and some of it comes from other families and other people that I've brought into my life. Yeah, you won't. You, I I can't believe that you'll live a life of lack. You only live a, a life of embellishment and uh, and flourishing and nurturing and um, emotion and and depth. Yeah, and let us know how it goes. We wish you lots and lots of luck. We're here. All right, moving right along. We're moving. All right, we're in the flow of it now. Okay. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention this uh, on the last one. She put at the end, I'm sorry I didn't mean for this to be lengthy, and congratulations on an awesome and wholesome podcast. And we appreciate that, and I'm sorry I got so lengthy with you, but you have a, uh, you, you reached me, and I'm, I'm feeling for you. All right, here we go. Let's go. Hi, I come from quite the family and could ask for advice on countless things, but I'll just ask about the upcoming issue. My stepmother is truly a terrible person and has made it a point my entire life to make me feel excluded from the family my father and her have. Almost two years ago, she crossed the line and attacked my mother for asking for child support. My stepmom convinced my dad to stop paying when I was 12 and my mom, being a great mother, didn't want to cause more problems for me at their house and just let it be. My mom has put me through college but really had a hard time, so she took my dad back to court for back pay on the child support Thank so that God. I can go to college. Because of the terrible things my, mo- my stepmom said to my mom, I cut her out of my life. I am still friendly at family gatherings and do my best to not make it hard for my siblings with the current situation. 
My cutting her off has really upset her, and she continues to reach out as if nothing happened at all. Flash forward to now. I am graduating in December from undergrad. I only get five tickets to my ceremony, so it will be my mom, dad, stepdad, and both my grandfathers. After graduation, we are going to do a nice lunch with everyone. My dad's mom told me that my stepmom has decided upon herself that she is going to come to my graduation and sit outside and wait for us to be done and then join the lunch. She also plans to bring my nine-year-old brother along. Side note, the past few years she has been lying to my brothers saying that I don't care about them anymore and that's why I don't come home as often. This obviously pissed me off because if I wanted her there, she would be. And my mom refuses to be in the same room as her. My dad hasn't come out and told me this is actually happening, but he tends to bring her to a lot of things without any sort of heads up. My grandmother doesn't think she was supposed to tell me because my dad knows it'll upset me, but I really just don't know what to do now. I don't want her there and really want to have one day that is about me and how hard I worked the past few years. Do I talk to my stepmom? Do I talk to my dad? How do I explain to my nine-year-old brother that he will not enjoy sitting for three hours at a graduation? Am I just being too stubborn and should let them sit outside? Thanks for all your help. Well, Justin, I, I, I hand it to you. You said this is going to be a, a tough one, and it's deep. Yep. Um, let's, let me kind of identify the issues that I see. Yes. Um, the first thing is our graduate um, certainly is respects their mother. There's no doubt about it. Mom has been there. She deserves all the respect in the world and no need to disappoint and put mom into a, a position where this woman, the stepmom, keeps pushing everyone's buttons. Mm-hmm. Secondly, graduate also has a baby brother who is nine years old and is too young to understand the dynamics of all of what's going on. So to have a conversation to say, you know, anything on the negative, it's his, it's, it's that child's mother that would be being attacked and that's not going to work well for anybody either. So there's a, here, here's that, that balance of the bridge. Dad, Dad is an idiot because he's a pussy because he is not watching out for the best interest of his eldest child. And for the fact that he let his second wife pull his strings on what, what the right thing to do. So he's, yeah. he's an asshole anyways. And I understand it's your dad. I get that. But he should know better than to put you in that position. So here we have all this dynamic. If this woman wants to go sit outside and sweat in, in the heat while you're going to take your time getting graduate, I hope it takes six hours to get through that procedure, then let her cook her ass off. But let's, now we got all that aside. What can you do? Well, you're certainly a mature adult. You have roads. Road one, obviously, is to take the high road and let her... If I, would, I guess I would start by having a dialogue with your mom because it's really your mother's feelings that are the most important uh, ones here. 
if it's your mom that she wants, obviously your mom and your grandparents, that they want to come there and not have any eruption, then you can say, look, you want me to tell my dad not to come? Mm-hmm. Because if he's not going to respect my wishes, it's my desire for him not to show up, period. And that's, that, that's option one. So we, we know that mom, mom and grandparents are going to be at the graduation. Yep. And if dad and stepmom are going to cause ripples and waves, um, maybe they're, they're just ousted. He, he tells dad, dad, I love you. I don't, I, I'm, I have no great warm, fuzzy feelings for your, for your wife. She's your wife, not my mom. She certainly wasn't a mom when it came to my school and for child support when mom needed help. She made, she made it through it, but you were a dickhead. Yeah. And I think that you have to kind of recognize that. Now, the only way that I see this thing coming down, if you want to come to this graduation, is you're going to have to have mom say it's okay for that for that other woman to come. And maybe that other woman needs to go be humble to, to my mom and, and bow to her to give her the respect that she deserves. And just maybe at that point in time, it might be okay for her to show up. Otherwise, absolutely not. She is not coming. Yeah, or the dad could come without her. Or you can, or you can come without her. But he may, he, he's going to be thrown into a tough place with her. Because remember, he's compromised. He can't do that. He's compromised with, with the affections of, a, of, of his second wife. Right. And, and, and he's being put you know, between the rock and the hard place, but he stuck himself there. Right. So I really do believe it's the graduate's choice to say, You're go- you want to come? You're welcome to come, but sh- she is not going to be there. Far as my, my, my little brother, go to the little brother and say, buddy, you want to come? I'm letting you know what this thing is going to be. It's going to be a long, it's three hours sitting outside. You will be bored. I love you, and I'll be glad to do anything with you privately because I do love you. Mm-hmm. And I'm old enough now that you guys, you can come and we can go do, you know, spend some days together and we can do fun stuff. We can go whatever whatever those those things are that they can find things to do together. He needs to build that relationship with his little brother, but that has nothing to do with his graduation. They're just... All of a sudden, they're bringing this chess game, and everyone's becoming pawns, and you know, and, and and men that who can we topple over? Right. Well, the brother is the brother. Right. And so I I do believe the easiest thing is to tell tell dad that hey, I'd love to have you there, but mom is the one that I'm going to respect on this one because you didn't respect her. I'm going to I'm going to. I have to give you an education now that I'm an adult. What respect is to somebody? Yeah, mom stepped up. And if you want to go find a way to go make it all happen for you, hey, that's great. But it's not going to happen with, with your wife coming. A, I don't want her there because she doesn't respect mom. You didn't respect mom. So you want to go figure it out. Go figure it out, but... Until until mom tells me it's okay that she's satisfied and this thing is behind us, you're out. Yeah, and the mom doesn't even really 
shouldn't even have to make that choice of to feeling like she needs to include them at all. The mom is the reason she's here. The yeah. mom like did all of this, bent over backward to make this happen. And so I think what's happening here is these feelings have been building for this person's lifetime. Mm -hmm. I mean, this has been building forever. So now we're at a major life event and there's going to be a many more life events that come mm -hmm. up, major life events. This is going to continue to be a problem. Mm -hmm. So maybe this graduation's the time to take the stand, set the boundary, say, I don't want her there. Mm -hmm. I don't have this relationship. This isn't about her. I want this one day for me. Celebrate this. That's all I'm asking. I don't even want to take the high road because if I take the high road. Oh, in, no, in, high road is compromising everybody. Right. And in a few more years are we, or however long, maybe never, but mm -hmm. if there's marriage down the line, are we going to have this same discussion then? Am I going to have to worry about thinking, oh, I'm going to take the high road again? Oh, she's coming to the wedding and I don't want her there. No, I think this is a perfect time to set that boundary and get it, make it known, get this like understood with your dad so that it's not something you deal with for ever and ever. Right. I, I'm fully on this one. I, uh, was there anything there as, as we've gone through so much conversation is, was there anything there where the mother said, gee, it's okay if she comes? I don't think that their mom has been consulted. I think that the mentions of the mom is mom just saying, has not been mom There's nothing is an absolute champion. Mom has been literally the, the parent in this, mm -hmm. in this story. Mom is the parent. Mom gets to make this decision. If mom, if mom wants to be, if mom wants to take a higher road and says, I don't give a shit what they do or I don't care, then, and mom is being honest with her about it, that would be a different thing. But I don't, I really do believe that this, that the graduate is positioned right now is protect mom. I think it's the graduate's decision though. It's a graduate's day. Mom helped her, yes. Right. Mom's the reason it happened, but it's the graduate's decision and it's her time to just... Right, but, Set it straight. But, but I do believe the graduate is trying to protect mom still. Well, of course. I right. think protecting both of them. Yeah, but I, 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 I hate to say dad is, is out, but because right now dad, is dad has simply proven he is not going to honor to keep this woman out of their face. He is still shoving them down her, their face. He didn't put his foot down and say, honey, sorry, I'd love to have it, but it's not going to happen this day. Right. When I think the stepmom kind of bringing herself in, inviting herself, oh, I'll just be outside. I'm going to bring the brother. She's trying to take something away from, mm -hmm. from graduate's day. She's trying to make it back about herself. Mm -hmm. She's trying to come in and, you know, stake her claim. And I just think maybe you sit down with dad and just say, listen, if you truly care about me, you want to be happy, you're proud of me for this accomplishment and you respect me, then maybe it's best you don't come. If he can't come out, come without if her. If he can't come without her, don't come. Do I talk to my stepmom? How would you approach that conversation though, based on the fact that right in the post it says, I don't want her there. So maybe I think the question is, 
how do you approach, do you talk to her and say, uh, I don't want you there? Yeah. I don't want you standing outside. I, I, I definitely would say if, if her mind is at the party, no matter what this woman does, they can certainly tell that woman point blank, I do not want you there. If, if graduate and their, in their mind are absolute and resolute, they do not want that woman there, absolutely go tell her. I do not, you are not, I don't think you would, you'd want to be somewhere where, where the person that is there doesn't want you. And I'm letting you know now, I don't want you there. And you would do that over talking to the dad? Talking to the dad is really telling the dad that go talk to your wife. I don't want her there. Now what you did, the graduate did, his graduate said, I'm taking dad out of the equation. I don't want you there, meaning the woman. Dad, if you want to show up, great to have you. But I'm letting, I, I, I went to Bonnie hypothetical Bonnie and said, yeah. Bonnie, I don't want you there. And you could, if you, if you want to have a conversation with your dad, you can say, dad, I'm letting you know, I'm going to have a conversation with Bonnie. And I'm going to tell Bonnie, I do not want her there. And whatever position you want to take, I will respect. Meaning if you want to show up or not show up, I will respect your wishes. But Bonnie is not coming. That's yeah. just not going to happen. And if you don't respect that wish, you and I are going to have a problem. Right. Now, she can certainly say that, and that takes everybody else. And that's the, the best direction. Graduate was absolute. I do not want that person there. Yeah. Especially kind of with how their dynamic has been. Yeah. And it seems like she's inserting herself in it probably to take away from the day. So maybe, yeah, just confront it head on. Right. So she... So step one is certainly go to father and say, Father, this conversation is going to happen. I, I'm, making, I'm giving you the respect to let you know it's going to happen. You don't have to have the conversation with Bonnie because I'm going to have the conversation with Bonnie. No. And go right to Bonnie and just lay it out plainly. And then as for your little brother, you just go to your little brother and say, if you want to come... You're welcome to come and be my guest and you can sit with us because I would love to have you there. And if you choose you don't want to go there because it's going to be boring as all hell for you, I get it and we can do something special with you and I. Yeah. And that now you've given him the personal attention. He, he, he recognizes that he can have a personal connection with you and what, you, what he can and can't. He doesn't have to go through mediators to have a conversation with you. you. You keep reinforcing, we have a direct line. You're my baby brother. I love you. Just go for it. Hit Straight him. on. Hit him, hit him hard and fast. Be clear, <laughs> confident, and take your day back. Yeah. Make it yours. That's it. And we're very proud of you for graduating. And you, you've, you gave us a, a very deep and uh, concerning story that we certainly processed it all. And yeah. that's, that's, that is the answer. It, it's, it's up to you and... Go carry that ball and hit it out of the park. Love it. Let us know how it goes, please. Thanks. That was a good one. My seatbelt is on. All right. <laughs> I like that. Hi, Jerry. Sh shoulder harnesses and all. Oh, yeah, the fancy kind. Yeah. Hi, Jerry. So, my story is a little crazy, but whose isn't? When I was 17 years old, I became pregnant. I am 23 now. 
I had the child and she was adopted by my godmother. A terribly difficult decision and something I am still in therapy for today. But I knew it was what was best for her. The guy who got me pregnant was from a foreign country, working in the U.S. for the summer. He has met her a couple times but shows hardly any interest in knowing her. His explanation is prioritizing his family that he is living in the U.S. full-time to provide for. I have not had contact with him for a couple years. I keep in heavy contact with my daughter and her family and am very involved in her life. My predicament is this. He has refused to tell his family about her. They live halfway across the world and have no idea she even exists. He fears judgment and he is ashamed which bothers me because I didn't have the choice to just not tell my family. I had to face it, but that's besides the point. I worry about when my daughter gets to the age that she starts asking questions about her family. We've had age-appropriate conversations with her about the fact that she is adopted and plan to continue doing so. The particular conversation about her birth father's family is something I am scared about, though, even though it will probably be years down the line. I'm already worried about her coping with the fact that I chose adoption despite her adoptive family being incredible. I know that is something that adopted children can struggle with. How do I handle the conversation of her birth father's family not knowing about her? I don't want to break her heart or make her feel as though she is unloved slash unwanted by his family or that she is something to be ashamed of. She is incredible and my greatest love. I just want to protect her and her heart. Thank you. So yeah, we, uh, that's kind of the problem. And really her worry is kind of conversations that are pretty far away. Right. Who is is my daddy? Right. And I think the interesting thing about her problem is the question is how do I handle the conversation of her birth father's family not knowing about her? Great question. Some of your concerns, I mean, I can see where your concern is you're a mom and you want to make sure that your child has the full benefit of knowing everything. But a lot of this stuff comes in time. And you did do, you did one thing that was amazing. Uh, you put this child in a family environment where she is feeling the love of a mother. Uh, when I hear family, I'm going to assume that, that there is a father that she is being raised by. As most people are aware, Morgan, who is how I got on this show, uh, is my daughter and my goddaughter because I really started as Morgan's godfather. And that means that biologically, Morgan and I are, have no blood connection. But I will tell you that Morgan does not miss or lack the fact that I'm anything less than her dad. So your daughter and the parents that are raising her feels no lack because they're giving her all the embellishment, all the love. And when she realizes later, even though you got pregnant young and the father was very young, didn't have the maturity, you made a choice to, you certainly told her father about her. He made the choice not to deal with it out of his own immaturity. It, it, you're not bad-mouthing him. You just gave him a dose of reality. If he wants to be a part of her life, 
I'm sure he knows how to find you, and he can do that. If he wants to bring his parents and, and let his parents know that he had a child, he will do it. The humility that he may feel or whatever emotions that he's going through, that's not your problem. It's not even your daughter's problem because you took care of that when you brought in the, the adoptive parents, your, 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 God, your God parents, your God family. And it's amazing the gift that they, they brought and what the, amazing with the gift that, that your daughter is bringing to them and all of you. So I personally don't think that you have a concern to stay up at nights and worry about when it comes to this topic. I think that it will all play itself because it, it's even with Morgan's biological father who is in her life, the relationship they have is the relationship that, that they create and that he gets back when he comes to the table to, to have that relationship with her and communicate. That's something that uh, Morgan has to be uh, fulfilled with and, and determine what's good for her. Not her mother uh, to worry about the relationship that Morgan has at this point in time. Morgan is an adult. Whatever goes on with that relationship, that's between the two of them, not not their mother. It, I do remember that her mother tried to get in the way sometimes with her father to try to force him to certain things. He was going to do what... He, he, his relationship is really what he makes of it. So you did your job. You, you did an amazing thing, a very mature thing when you came to the conclusions that you did for what you can or cannot do. Um, I'm sure your daughter is absolutely beautiful and, uh, and, and it's wonderful that you get to even still be in her life and, and it's, a, it's a, an amazing story. But uh, I hope I answered your question the way that I see it, is don't worry about your daughter and the relationship with and what you're going to tell uh, your child later. I mean, the truth always works. I'm sure you will uh, be direct at that point in time when it's responsible. Sometimes when, it's, when people become adults with DNA testing today, things all come true. But the cards uh, that he played determined the relationship with his grandparents or with his parents and their, and their grandchild, your child. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to note too, that um, like I've known adoptive kids kind of throughout my whole life. And I think there's a sense of sometimes there's a difficulty with always kind of searching for their birth parents. Um, mm -hmm. But in this case, she has you, she has like one of her birth parents right there, there. Which, which I think in a lot of ways will be very helpful to her, mm -hmm. but it may not make the future conversations just have so much weight to them as, as we're worrying about. I think, I think there's, you know, you kind of got to take some of these things as they come. And I think she's been very good at already at being so upfront and forward with, with her daughter. At that point in time. And that's also, you know, her parents certainly, have some, you know, some thoughts in this, your godmother, basically. And she might, you know, figure when it's the right time as well, because all of you collectively love each other as your family and you want to have this work out well. So they, they're going to have some input because just on their feelings and they want to protect her. 
So I think the fact that what you guys are doing is just amazing, and you are correct. Just it it will play out later. They'll figure it out uh, as she gets older and can you know ask her questions. And of course, you can give her the you know the most honest answers and not brush off the not brush off the uh, the question, but give her the, the the straight answer so she knows. Yeah, because everyone should know where they're where they're from. I mean, I remember in my life with Morgan and her, her mom and I were, were thinking about getting married at the time when we, this all kind of came up. And she said, what will you tell your family? And I said, my family will know the truth, but more importantly, so will Morgan, so will our daughter. Yeah. She will know the truth. Right. And the truth always prevails. Anything other than that always causes... Uh, a problem, and I will tell you that I and I think that any of Morgan's fan, any Morgan's listeners out there, we can all agree that she's one hell of a woman, and I'm very proud of her. And I know that you all love her as well because I see I see the write-ins, and it brings joy to me, even at three thirty in the morning when I'm reading them. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we wish you the best. This is kind of more of a long-term wishing you the best. and You got years. Enjoy. Just enjoy these years right yeah. now Yeah, because they are the funnest years. And that's, that's the important thing. So we're with you. Yes, we are. Okay, we have one last story. Okay. And we're ending on a happy note. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, so here we go. Dear Jerry... The last five years or so of dating have been pretty tough for me. Male 27. I've been used as a rebound by someone I was very close to, ghosted by a friend from high school that I started to see romantically, hooked up with people that I found I was not compatible with, and dated someone who turned out to be just plain wrong for me. It's been difficult to say the least. I recently got my own apartment after living with my grandparents during the worst of the pandemic and I finally feel like I'm in a place to start dating again. I recently reconnected with a friend from college through a dating app, and we met up to do some rock climbing and got dinner and drinks. I'm not sure if she saw this as a date. I personally didn't, as it wasn't specified as such. But after meeting up with her and reconnecting, I feel like she might be someone that I could see myself dating. We share some common interests, and our values align well. There also seemed to be a few moments during the time we spent together that felt like she might have been flirting with me. I'd like to ask her out on a real date as I know she is single and looking, as am I. Could you give me some advice on how to go about doing this in a way that is mature and respectful? I don't want to seem pushy or come on too strong, but I do want to show that I am interested in her. It's been a long time since I've done this dance, and I could really use some advice. Thank you so much. Well, I love this question. <laughs> Me too. And we've all been on the other side of that fence when you we've had those wrong ones. You know, I think tonight we were talking about directness, and directness works best. And, you know, classifying dating, um, is dating an adjective? It's a verb. It's a verb. It's yeah. action. Yeah. You know, there are other words that come to mind. Spending time, hanging out, 
going out just to see where you guys are at. Now, you can certainly say, you know something? And this is what I would actually say. I, I was kind of surprised to see what a great time we had together. And I can speak for me, but I really enjoyed being with you. And I'd like to investigate or I'd like to spend more time to see where we can go. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying I want to be your buddy. I don't know. I, I do know that I, I, I don't want to limit anything, but I also don't want to push anything. And so I'd like to know if we can go do, and then have that next event ready to go. Would you like to go paddleboarding? Would you like to go sailing? Would you like to go on a hike? Would you like to go just have a night of car? Whatever that is, immediately set within three days that next engagement that we can get into. And you don't have to go pound it every day, but certainly say, look, let's just see how the, let's, I'd like to do this again. Right. I think it's that simple. I think it's, I had a great time. I'd love to go do blank. I'd love to, I'd love to see you again. Mm-hmm. Would you like to? Relationships that work happen organically. It's not pushed into it. It's not where you, 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 you're so overwhelmed in, in gaw of them because they're so hot or so good looking. It's something much deeper. And when you have that feeling of that depth, typically it, it grows and just take it to say, look, I just want to organically just see where this thing goes. And you'll be surprised. Those are the ones that work. Those are the ones that get deeper. Right. And there's no pressure to define anything. It's not like she's going anywhere. Just enjoy the time. Right. Do something else. Go go have more fun together. And it will, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I, I, I know that when two people that I know in this room, other than me, first met, their intentions may not have been to where they are today. They just happened to work. And it wow. got deeper and better and... One person was going to you know, go to school here and take off and go back to Minnesota. And the other person was, came from Minnesota, not knowing this first person. And they're crazy stories. But the next day, look what I got over here on each side of me. And I'm a happy guy watching it. It's well, a great show. Uh, well, and fun fact is uh, the first time I did ask Morgan, mm-hmm. I, I asked it in a way where I was like, okay, when we go back for the holidays, or no, actually, I asked when because I booked a trip to New York for us. Mm-hmm. I just kind of just went for it. Obviously, this is a couple months in. Like, I'm not saying go book a trip to New York. Right, no, but I, I was only talking about the, no, the, no, I know, but the first weeks that you guys knew each other and you were just, you know. Right. But after a couple months in, I was like, all right, now's the time. And we were about to go on this trip to New York. And I asked it in a way where I said, when... I'm taking you on this trip. What do I tell like my friends and family? Who do I tell them I'm taking? In the sense of like, oh, tell them you're taking like your girlfriend. Like I was trying to in some, in a very nice way, I was trying to make it official, right? That we are in fact dating boyfriend, girlfriend. And do you know what I got in reply? You were pushy. I don't know what you get in reply. I got a no. <laughs> No, I, I said, tell him you're taking your friend Morgan. And you said, well, actually, would you be my girlfriend? <laughs> and then I said, no. 
She basically said no when I when I said like, "Do you want to be my girlfriend?" So, and look where we're at now. So he took it or he took it organically. <laughs> yes. him, he 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 waited a little longer before he. It's like going fishing. You 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 put the little bobber in there. You let them get a little bit of the of the lip, and you don't let them. You don't. You snap it a little bit, but you don't go too hard to tear it. So, right. But this it's this nice. like this post. It's just. This is such an exciting time. It is. This is one of the best feelings. This is some of the most fun you're ever going to have. They, these are like the moments you look back well, on. Well, because the greatest thing is that you guys knew each other. Mm-hmm. You're friends. You reconnect. This is a reconnection. This is where you guys might have been too young or was, the timing was so off when you first started. And all of a sudden, you're both, you're, you're 27. You're both in a different place today than when you were back in high school. Now it's about spending time and saying, look, you know, we're starting to think, each of one of you in your own independent ways are thinking about your future and your life. And if the timing is just working right now and that connection is there and you guys are, are feeling it, even though you're both not saying it, but you're both feeling it, she's not going to let you get away either. If that feeling was real for her, she's going to want to spend that time. So don't be afraid to say it. Yeah. And they connected on a dating app. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that part. I, it, I was so intently, I missed the fact that they, they actually were meeting, they met on a dating app. Yeah. That they reconnected. Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're in solid, buddy. Give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And let us know how, quote unquote, date number two goes. Yeah. This is good. That, that's a fun story. That's yes. a bright one. It's very good. And we're going to close it out. Guys, this has been a, what show number is this? I think we're on seven. This is seven. So this is the end of number seven, and we want you to have a really great week. The holidays are coming up. Are we going to have this out before uh, Christmas? This one will be in. We might be doing the live one before then as well. So uh, be well, be safe, and uh, stay healthy. We'll see you next week. Justin? Good night. Good night. Morgan, she's over there. Good night. Good night. See, you could hear her. I love that little (laughs) voice. Night, everybody. Bye.